welcome back to Two Pastors and a Mic. My name is Corey. And I'm Shanik. And we're glad that you're joining us wherever you are. Hey, we're doing something drastically different. We don't even know if this is going to be a couple weeks or not, but we have a couple friends in town for a conference. So we figured it would be amazing if you got to hear from some of our friends. And our first friend is the amazing Josh Suso. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thanks for having me, guys. And you don't know him, or maybe you do, but I love Josh. And he has an incredible book I read. And what's the title of the book? It's called Living a Questionable Life. And it is a phenomenal book. If you're interested in missions or local missions, it's the book you need to grab like right now. Amazon, how do they get it? Yeah, go to Amazon. Um, that's the best place to get it. Um, <laughs> hey, here's the question of the week. We always do this for our listeners. It's fun. Shannon, you want to ask it? No, you got it. What's your favorite thing about your wife? Okay, so... I ask my kids, I say, hey, what do you think dad's favorite thing about mommy is? And they're always like, her butt. Yeah, and this is why we <laughs> knew our listeners needed to hear from Josh. You fit right in. <laughs> Appreciate it. I wasn't going to, never mind. Anyways, so tell our audience who you are and what you do. Yeah, so my name is Josh. I am a director of a campus ministry in downtown Indianapolis called Chi Alpha. We are at Indiana University's downtown campus. It's currently called IUPUI, but the name is changing because IU and Purdue got a divorce. And probably a good thing, right? <laughs> probably. And uh, so it'll be IU Indy here in fall of 2024. But we've been doing campus ministry there, and uh, we have a team of about um, nine of us that are doing campus ministry there, and we focus on discipleship. And um, we just, we do it because we believe the university is the most strategic mission field. So, yeah, I love that. And so IUPUI, so I've always known that as Ui Pui. Yep. Is that still kind of what people call it? Some, some, yeah. Okay. But I love the name change, IU, IU Indy. Yep. Right? Yeah. Right. Fall 2024. Awesome. I love that. Actually, my favorite story from you about missions, you write about it in your book, but I want you to tell the story about your barber. Oh yeah, yeah. So I um I don't go to a barber now because I'm bald. But well, you could for a I wax could. job, <laughs> a beard trim, a be And actually, that's why I started going to this guy was for beard trims. Um, so I met him, and right away, I think you'll love this, Corey. He had a Detroit Red Wings sticker on Let's his go. mirror, and so I grew up uh, for the first half of my life in the East Coast. And was a big Boston Bruins fan. And so I thought, oh, here, something hockey. Boo. Boo, yeah, that's right. Except and you guys just did experience one of the greatest losses in all of sports It's history. so embarrassing. I hate even thinking about it. Didn't mean to it. throw it off. That's <laughs> all right. Um, so I'm sitting in the chair, and I, uh, I noticed his Red Wings sticker. And so I decided to strike up a conversation about hockey with him. And then I've kind of lived with this mantra that, my goal is to live my life on purpose. So when I go someplace, I'm asking the question, what can I do to try and be Jesus to this person I'm with? So I didn't want to just go to my barber just to get a beer treatment and live, right? Like, sorry, leave. Li or live. Yeah, or live, yeah. right. And so I thought, let me just go ahead and keep conversations moving and stuff like that. And so eventually, fast forward months into it, we're getting to a place where he's starting to talk about his personal life. And now what used to be like a 15 minute beard trim is now 30 minutes. And he asked me uh, when we get ready to schedule the next one, he said, hey, would it be okay with you if I started scheduling you for 45 minutes to an hour? And he's like, to be honest with you, I don't 
have a friendship like this. And I would just love to just be able to talk. And I'm like, absolutely. And so it kind of all hits a climax when one point he starts to really tell me about a part of his story where when he was, his kids were little, his kids were taken away from him, literally kind of one of those stories like in the middle of the night, his wife left with the kids. He had no idea where they went. He couldn't find them. And so he was absent from his kids for quite an extended amount of time. And he finally gets reunited with his teenage daughter and they're only months into this reunification process. And she's in a car accident where a car goes off the side of the road, hits like a cattle gate and like this metal pole comes flying through the car and stabs her through the chest and kills her. It's shortly after that, he discovers he has this congenital heart defect. He's probably not going to live past 50 years old. He's already like 42, 43 at the time. And he looks at me and he just says, I look at my life and I believe in God, but I believe God has only two categories of people, those whom he loves and everyone else. Mm. And I just think I'm everyone else. And I sat there and I was like, you know, what's, what's the good news for this guy right here in this moment? And the only thing I could think to say is I was like, God absolutely loves you. The evidence of that is he has continuously urged me to come in here and keep coming to you. I could go anywhere for a beer, like a beer trim. And I don't have to go to the same person, but I felt compelled to come to you every time because God knew that this moment was coming. And if it was for only for the reason for me to let you know that he loves you and he sees you, then that's important. And so from there, we developed a friendship where he didn't just trim my beard. We would go grab Jimmy John's together and stuff like that. And uh, one of the times we're at Jimmy John's, he sits there and he slides his phone across the table and he says, you got to look at this picture. I'm looking at it and I recognize it as the auditorium of the church I pastored at at the time with a crowd of students, but I don't know what I'm looking at. What What is the photo here? And he says, that crowd of students is around my other daughter. And she decided to commit her life to Jesus. And so we ended up baptizing her at our church and everything. And um, it's a really just cool experience in my life to be able to bring Jesus to someone as simple as this is just the guy that cuts my beard, you know? Yeah. And you guys ended up developing like a real relationship where he yeah. came over and watched sports together. And yeah. you explain all that in the book. And I just love hearing that story. And I love our listeners hearing from our friends because our friends are amazing people. I appreciate that. You really are an amazing human being, and I love you. And he wasn't like an assignment. He was like a literal friend. Yeah. Because I know in the church world, we're like, oh, it's my job to reach this guy. No, you just saw a person who needed love in the middle of giving you a beard trim. Yeah. Every normal day life. I know Shanik talks about the Great Commission. It, it The verbiage isn't go and make disciples. The verbiage is as you go, make yeah. disciples. Yeah. So it's everyday life. You just decided to love somebody. And I love that you use the verbiage, not only that God loves you, but that he sees you. Yeah. And one of our life missions here at Hill City and Two Pastors and a Mic is to let you, the listener, know that God sees you, like mm. genuinely sees you. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And Josh, I want to say you are such an encourager. Matter of fact, right before we started recording this podcast, you just were encouraging me with everything going on in my life and here with the podcast you were just saying how instrumental it's been and how encouraged you are um, that we're just reaching people talking and having conversations about things that a lot of times the church world just doesn't talk about yeah uh, even in the confines of uh, mental health and 
really holistic living. Mm -hmm. And uh, kind of leads me to my next question. I want to ask you because uh, I'm always curious uh, for people that do listen to the podcast. Uh, what would you say uh, would be your favorite episode that you've heard from us so far? It probably have to be a tie, if that's okay. Always. <laughs> so I started listening when it first came out. Um, when you guys did the Sin Nature episode, I thought that was really episode good. Episode 30. 29 and 30 are most listened to podcast episodes still to this I day. I heard you say that a few episodes ago. Um, I thought that was super good. The one that hit me the most emotionally, um, I don't know if I'm going to remember the title, but you talked about like our emotions and specifically you were talking about like even how we how we react when we're triggered mm -hmm. and i think that really spoke to me because it was about a year and a half ago i decided like with the way i was raised the only acceptable emotion in my house was anger i was never never allowed to be afraid or to cry and so anger is it's comfortable but I also got to a place where I realized like, this isn't healthy. Like I have to be able to feel the array of emotions. And so I went to therapy a year and a half ago because I told the therapist in our first session, was like, I only know how to be angry. I don't know how to do anything else. Mm. And I need help figuring this out. Yeah. That's so amazing. that episode was really good. Yeah. There was, I think it's episode 108, 109 and 110, just talking about how we think yeah. sitting in the well and then how we act and react. Yes. Impulse control. Impulse control is the one yeah. I'm thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. We always we always love to hear people's experiences and how they've ministered to them because I know, yeah, you have listened since pretty much the very beginning. And I just appreciate you for that. Yeah, no. I love problem. you for that. <laughs> Thank My you. My love is too. conditional. <laughs> <laughs> Here's two more questions. The, yeah. the second to last one is what's the most exciting thing you see happening in your specific area and within the ministry, specifically in Indy? Man, that's a good and question. You, I did not preface you with that question, so this is really off the cuff. Yeah, so the most exciting thing I'm seeing happen. Um, you know, honestly, I, I feel like there's a lot of talk. Um, I feel like in church world that, like, the university is such a dark place, and it's it, there's just a lot of this that kind of speech. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. There's things we deal with that's, like, really hard and tough to navigate. But our experience has been we've only had favor there. Uh, the university has welcomed us, has opened doors for us. Um, I mean, we get to have weekly services on campus in an academic building, mm. you know, and I just feel like it's a privilege. And so for me, um, I think the highlight of that was we have an academic advisor. Um, I say academic, like faculty advisor. So you have to have that if you're going to be a student org on campus, right? And he's a computer science professor, and he came to one of our services and after it was over, he said, I have taught over the last 25 years. This is a tenured professor. He says, over the last 25 years, I have taught probably a thousand classes in this exact room. But this is the first time I've ever seen people praising Jesus in this space. That's crazy. And I thought that was really cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, super exciting. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And uh, I hope you as a listener just realize the reason why we're having guests on like Josh is to be an encouragement to you that here's a couple, Josh and Danny, who have just given their lives to just love people. Mm -hmm. And specifically for them, they felt um, just kind of led to reach out and just love on college students. And 
It doesn't have to be college students for you. It could be maybe your own family, maybe yeah. where you work, where you go to school, um, where you do life. And so I think the, the big um, push and maybe the challenge that I think you might get just from listening to Josh share his story and the exciting things that God is doing um, on the campus there at um, IU Indy is that he can do the same thing in and through your lives. And so, yeah. um, Josh, one last question. I just want to um, ask uh, if you could share any message to our listeners, any message, what's one thing that maybe you would want them to know? And again, we didn't preface him with these questions. No, so but I already know how it answer. Let's go. Yeah. I. So if I could say this, I, I know uh, it was several episodes ago, um, and Shanik, you and I were even just talking about this recently, where you guys had mentioned, like, since you've been showing video, you know, there was like one one you did and the, all these negative comments came back. And it, the thing is, there's some of the stuff you guys talk about that maybe it's the first time someone's ever heard these things, right? And I realized that for some people to make a shift, sometimes it comes at a great cost relationally because the church hasn't always been really good about if someone makes a theological shift, loving you through that, it, it, they feel threatened by it. And so they kind of want to shove you away. So sometimes when people are getting ready to make a shift, they have to evaluate, like, what am I going to lose if I do this? Right. But I think if I can encourage a listener, the stuff you guys are saying is very good. And in my own personal study, I would align with a lot of what you're saying. And so I just think, even though it might be scary and it might cost something, just be willing to take the journey because I don't know in this kind of a situation if ignorance is bliss. I think it's better to know the truth. Dang, mic drop right as we <laughs> right as we close the episode. I'm I'm flattered. I, I just appreciate you. And I hope again, you the listener, like, who's Josh Sousa? Well, if you're in India, Indianapolis, yes, Indy. I was gonna say Indy, and then I stuttered. If you're in Indy, you need to know who he is. And if you're a college student anywhere, what other colleges besides IUPUI? Because yeah, how far have, are you from Bloomington? Um, we're about no, we're like over oh, an hour. Not but close. the schools close to us are like Butler University, okay, um, Marion, and University of Indianapolis. So if you know somebody or you are somebody on those campuses or around that area reach out to us. We'll give you Josh's contact information. We trust Josh. He's an amazing person and he will love your students absolutely incredibly well. Thank you. Dude, I appreciate you. Thanks for coming yeah, on. I love you guys. I uh, I love you and your wife. Your kids are crazy. They, uh, <laughs> why don't you tell our listeners just for one last kicks and giggles what they say about me? <laughs> so they, uh, I always say, you guys know which pastor Corey is? And they say, yeah, yeah, he's the real funny one that likes to touch your butt. Yep. <laughs> And that is it. So we love you all. Hey, you are loved and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. 